You can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the green dragon. Welcome to the Green Dragon, mustering an army of Numenor. This is an extensive list, and we are going to look at, what is it, 600? 650. We are going to look at 650 points of Numenor. I have Kylie. Hey. I have David. Greetings. And I'm Jeremy, here with the list. We're going to start with Kylie's wonderful 650-point Numenor list. So, Kylie, who are the Numenorians, anyway? They're a bunch of old dudes that live up north. From the, they were from the island of Numenor, were they? Yes, from the island of Numenor. Yeah, what happened to the island of Numenor? It kind of, they misplaced it, I believe. There was, there was a tidal wave. It? I thought it, they sunk it. Uh, they didn't sunk it. But yeah, it, there was a tidal wave involved. A handful of ships escaped. Um, we don't Sauron talk about it, it much. Up as well, yeah. Yeah, we we try not to talk about it. But specifically, we're looking at the the last alliance. So these are the Numenorians who have moved to Middle Earth. They're no longer on Numenor, and they are ready to battle Sauron for the end of the Second Age. Go, Kylie. Alright, so this is an adaptation of my 600 point list. So I have a Lendil mounted on horse with shield, seven warriors of Numenor with shield and spear, three warriors of Numenor with bow, and one warrior of Numenor with banner. That's Warman number one. Yep. In Warman number two, I have a captain with heavy armor, horse, lance, and shield. And he's leading five warriors of Numenor with shield and spear, five with shield, and another banner. Mm hmm. My final warband is a captain on foot with heavy armor and bow. He is leaning nine warriors of Numenor with bow and three with shield and spear. Ah, so you've got the bow warband all separa- separated off. Well, not entirely. There's some bows. There's with, a couple uh, handful, yeah. With Elendil. Two banners as well. Two banners. Three drops, is it? Three drops. Okay, that's not too bad. Elendil is amazing and you've fully kidding him up, haven't you? And yeah. Yeah, I have. And there's everything to back him up. Two banners in case ones get shot. So it's shot out. A couple of captains support him. Now, I, and, and the captain with Lance as well. I've to be been told, believe it or not, believe this or not, that Elindil is no good and he has suffered from stat creep where the new heroes are way better than him. Is that true? Whoever said that needs to be taken to the top of a very tall building and promptly pushed off that building. I think he was named, his first name was Straw and his second name was Man. But I, I've heard that before, actually, and, and it, it's surprising me because I think Elindil is one of the best heroes in the game. The free heroic combats means you can just set up heroic combats every turn, and if they fail, who cares? But you, you're controlling the order of operation in the, the phase, mm. and you're potentially killing maybe four guys with him if you, if you get lucky. I know what people are saying with the whole heroic strikes me on a counter Elindil now, but I've played my Numenor in the old rules before we had heroic strikes in the new rules. I've still managed to win two 800-point tournaments in both both sides of the coin, so I haven't noticed anything that's made them less powerful or more powerful. If anything, it's made Elendil more powerful. Yeah, I think uh, the fact is you don't you don't fill up with rubbish. You've got some good solid troops with him. You've got no other choice, so you just take the troops. They do their job, and Elendil does the rest. It's a fantastic army. My particular favorite thing that happens is when someone throws a, like a mid-level captain into Elendil, like... Um, an orc captain or like a Kyrion or someone like that and goes, I'm going to strike up. And then Elendil goes, I have fun with that. Heroic combat. And then kills the captain and goes mosey on. Yeah, you win the roll off, they waste their strike. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> I think it comes down to there used to be less heroes. So the list of top tier heroes was a much smaller list. It was a much more exclusive list. So it was Elendil and a handful of buddies. Nowadays, the club's sort of flooded. There's all sorts of like, you've got fight seven evil heroes wandering around. It's just, it's not the same for Elendil. 
Yeah, but Alindo's different to those ones as well. He mm-hmm. offers something entirely different, and I, I just like the reliability of him. You know exactly what he's there to do. He's he's a normal hero until he gets into combat, and then he's calling heroic combats oh, yeah. all the time. I never said I agreed with these people. I'm just sympathizing with them to try and, you know, oh, build some conversation. David, you are such I remember a, a particularly fond moment where someone managed to get, I think it was, um, they managed to put a captain into the Lendl, and this captain had already taken a wound and managed to trap it with a couple more goblins. And for the hell of it, I just went, you know what? Screw it. Lendl her at combat because he, my opponent was striking up. And by sheer fluke, Lendl turned around and did one wound to the captain. The captain failed his, his fate roll and died. And then the other two goblins went, oh crap. And then Lendl killed them too. And then went, I just successfully pulled up a heroic combat. Yeah. I'm going to go save a Sildor from a troll. It, it does happen. You get the, the flukiest heroic combat sometimes because normally you wouldn't put the resources into it because you know that the chance of the succeeding is is just out there. But you do win those combats during the game. You don't notice them. But when you've got a heroic combat attached to them, you really notice killing a, a, an orc captain that charged you and all this sort of stuff. It's it's amazing model. And because he gets free heroic combats now and the fact that heroic combats have the potential to beat out strikes, you're not afraid to call heroic combats because it is your defense and offense. So you you free up your might to actually just basically just roll the wound. I think that's the most often use I use for the Lender Might is just to get wounds. I remember when I've, I've had games where people have used their or captain and said, I'm going to strike up. And they'll go to strike up and they'll win the roll off. So I'll go, oh no, I'm not going to get this. And they'll roll like a one or a two on the strike and end up still at lower fight than me. And I'll go and knock them over, kill them and charge something else because they don't have enough might to win the combat. Alendil also does the bulging tactic, which is where you charge the hero next to the hero. Or you charge the warrior next to the hero. You call the heroic fight. Does the enemy strike up? And unlike bulg, Alendil doesn't burn resources to do yeah, it. So he Elendil can do it all day. Yeah. He's a bulg. I like it. I really like that list. And I... Notice how we haven't talked about anything else but Alindo. Alindo is the list. The rest of the stuff is there to support him and make sure the game goes long enough for Alindo to win the e- game. Even his little uh, little kid, Isildur, is just basically glorified support for Alindo. Yeah, but you don't have that. That goes to my 650 list. points. I couldn't fit him in. Well, I have gone something slightly different and slightly better, I would imagine. It is Isildur with a horse and a shield because why not take a model carrying the ring with a horse and a shield and the ring suddenly affects all his clothes as well. It's amazing. He's It's magic. He, you don't ask questions. Yeah, he, he can take down pretty good heroes. He's very hard to pin down. He can do all kinds of stuff. You can, I wouldn't go so far as to say he can take down any pretty good heroes. I would go to say, as far to say as he can take down any hero. Yeah. yeah. One on one, he goes into things and the things die. The main issue is that he doesn't really have the same hitting power as some of the others. So he's he can faint, which you could do actually with the ring quite a lot. But he still doesn't have a lot of wound modifiers. So with him, I've got a, a support warband. The one that I imagine is putting their boots on the ground, sitting in the middle of the board and just holding ground. They are six warriors with shield, essentially making a potential front rank. And then a potential shield wall or a skirmish wall of... Six warriors with shield and spear, and one of those warriors also has a banner on the end of his spear. So it's an elongating spear, not a pike, just a long spear with a banner on it. So I've got the two rows of six models that I can either go into a very shallow, like a very uh, tight formation with the two ranks, or I can spread them out and just shield with a whole lot of them. So they, they can take up time. Then I have warband number two, a Numenorian captain with horse, shield, and the best part of this list, the lance. The lance. This is where this captain with a Sildor kills anything. You've got to have this captain in there. Because the lance means you can actually use his might to do the wounding and get the kills there. This warband has two warriors with spear and shield. Two with shield. 
So a little tiny shield wall of two models, little little square, and four bowmen. So the four bowmen. So they can actually be flankers. They can go in the middle. They can spread out. They can capture objectives. They can do all kinds of things. So a flexible but small warband of eight models, half of them bowmen, and then you've got a little shield wall inside that as well. And because I like that warband so much, I think it's it's an amazing warband. The captain with horse shield, lance, two spearmen, two shieldmen, and a bowman, four bowmen. I've taken it three times. So I have three captains with horse, shield, and lance leading two models of spear and shield, two models of shield, and four models with bow. So it's actually, it's like a 40-model list. It's pretty impressive. I like it. Disgusting, but I like it. Can you imagine the look in your opponent's face when a Sildor and the three captains with Lance just disappear? They leave their whole battle line, and they just go hunting by themselves. Because what do you do against that when suddenly someone's pulling out 11 mites with Lance in the ring? You run away from it. But then if you run away from it, you're getting shot by the... The 12 bowmen, it's scary stuff. And you just, the sound of hooves as it comes over the hill and you know, the yeah. light glinting off their lances. Because normally what you do is you send a troll after them because a troll takes on a warrior, picks up the warrior and throws at the horses and gets rid of them. But if they leave the warriors behind, there's no one to throw. Bye-bye, warriors. You're a liability. You get lost. Stay, I don't care stay about with, you. Stay with the objective. The we are doing all the work. We are captains of men. Captains of Numenor. So you guys sit back and just walk and the back and forth. The potential from this list is mind-boggling. I can just imagine doing the, the patented burnout where you put all ca- all the captains in a cylinder into two models each, create combats across the board, spearmen behind each, banner and range of all four of them, and then just watch as your opponent's face just turns a very pale white as you kill 16 models in one turn. Or you manage to, to get the Mortal Troll Chieftain sitting there and you say, right, a Sildor and two captains charge, and they all get there. They've got a banner behind them, spearmen behind them, and you just one-shot a Mortal Troll Chieftain. It's amazing. It's a, it's a, oh, what a good list. I'm so excited about this list. The captains of Numenor are just fantastic. Mm-hmm. David, what's your list? Go on, how are you going to top this? Okay, well, some of you may know I prefer high model count armies, so I went looking for the warriors section of the Numenor list. I couldn't actually find it. It was <laughs> it's too small. So I'm like, never mind. Captains on horse... Shield, heavy armor, lance. I want some. Yeah, I got. They're good. S- I went with six of them, just just for good measure. Because I believe in redundancy. Because the Rats. first one will get shot out. The second one will roll badly. The other four will destroy my foes. Sound nice. logic. I like it. Good mm-hmm. logic. Good logic. If there's a ring wraith, they might. I don't know. I've got six of them. Do you have six ring wraith? The answer is meant to be no. But anyway, the answer is generally no. No. Okay. Other than that, I got two more captains. I put them on a horse. I gave them bows just to provide some mobile. Actually, they're there to provide food for the other six captains because it's a long way to, you know, Mordor. But um, on the same note, I've got a, what's that, a ninth captain. He's got a lance and a bow, so he can mix it up with the both of them. So he can go hunting and drinking, and then when the battle starts, he can actually ride over and help out. So you've got a couple, basically, ones you could use as skirmishes and just annoyance pieces. You've got your your battle line. You could split them up into groups of three. You could go into a group of six. You could go into a group of nine. You could move them all over the place. You could run away. Mainly the archers are there because you, you have objectives and you have to leave somebody on the objective. And if you've got a guy with heavy armor and shield and lance sitting on an objective going, the enemy's over there. I'm not doing anything. So I've got a guy with a bow who I can leave behind. Mm, not a bad thought. Let's just not look at the, like, there's that whole, oh, look, I have lances. Oh, look, I have mobility. Look, I have fight five captains that are three attacks on a charge. Let's just not point out the fact that that army has 18 points of might. Yeah, that's not too bad, actually. 18. Yeah, just a casual 18 points of mine. Across nine points. models, yeah. Are you going to paint them black? 
Well, I've got nine of them, and they're all mounted, so... Yeah. yeah. This is now a black Numenorean army. Black Riders. The, the good ones, the official ones, at 650 points. So if someone says, take take the, the Black Riders at 650... Yeah, take the nine? This take the nine. Like this is the nine they're talking about. Mm, I don't know. You can still squeeze the nine into a 650 list. I reckon they could give this a run for their money. And then you would have nine ring rates. That's such a challenge. I reckon I really nine ring rates could take that on. Hmm... Maybe. Stay tuned for another episode where the nine versus the nine. You would, wouldn't you? You'd have. A you bunch can of get them all in. You can get all nine in with two points of might, seven will, and on a plus. Oh wow! And the witch king gets three points of might wow. as well. That's a match. And like, I think Ooh, an extra that's point hard. of fate or two yeah. or something. Yeah. Well, I came up with the idea a while ago from one of our six fifty point tournaments, and I was toying around with it, and then went, "Hang on, there's a thousand point tournament later in the year," and I took it to that instead. Because that's that's actually almost that's a nice matchup for the race because of all the compel and stuff there, or and the black got... darts or whatever. You can just pick off a couple. Of yeah, heroes. but some of your spells were foul, so not all the yeah. and the defense seven. Some of them, so they're gonna be hard to win. It's, it'll, it'll be a good matchup. Tricky. And every now and then they'll get that charge, and you've got a lance coming straight towards yeah, you. Yeah, you don't want you don't want when the Numenorians win priority. Mm. Same points in might though. Yeah. Oh no, the race have one more. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. So that's a good list as well. I, I like that. That's really wacky, David. Uh-huh. I knew you were good for something. <laughs> it's taken me all these episodes, but I finally worked it out. The Black Riders, yeah. the Black Riders. So those are our list for Numenor. It's general. We've talked about Numenor tactics, I think, before many episodes. But this is a list where you have to make the most of not. Not, not very many options. You've really got a small amount of choices. You've got two of the best heroes in the game. You've got yeah. the one of the best budget heroes in the game in your Captain of Numenor, which is hugely flexible. It's like a Captain of Minas Tirith, but better. Yeah, but then you've got almost no flexibility in your warriors. You've got standard warrior layout. You've got comparatively lower defense than a lot of things, so they're not going to stand up forever. You've got good fight value across the board. You've got access to banners, which is really helpful, but... You don't have anything else tricky. You've just got to rely on your, your infantry tactics or, in David's case, his... Heavy cavalry tactics. <laughs> Generally, what I've found with Numenor is, as Jeremy said, it's all about supporting the two big heroes, but you've got to get a bit creative with your troops, learn when to shield and stuff. I've seen some people bring in, like, Range of the North into the list to add a bit more oomph to the front line, but really it's, it's just learning how to use Orlando and Isildur and pressuring the right spots. Yeah, I've noticed that we've all got the captain. I think that that's the star of the list for me. What about you two? Is that is that the the list is just not the same without I'm, it? I'm not going to say the star. I'm going to say it's the co-star because the star is always going to be a lender. But it, it's support. It has to be there. You can't have... You can't not take the... the unless at least want, one. You have to always have at least one captain with the lance. Yeah, th- unless you only guy. want one or two warbands, which isn't going to work. I yeah. still don't think that layout works particularly well. I don't think you want the two big heroes and then no other support. At 650? Unless, no. Unless you're allying in your support, you're taking some sort of other mounted something. So you're thinking about a last alliance where you've got elves as well. Yeah, elven Rivendell Knight captains yeah, to back enough. him up. Fight six. I wouldn't even go there. I would just go the the um the basic Rivendell foot deeds. Because I've ran um Gilgalad and Elendil before, and that's mm-hmm. that's also another terrifying prospect. True, true, yes. Yeah. So the Numenor list is something that... If you don't like those sort of lists, you might want to ally things in. And my go-to for the ally is the Arnold list with the Rangers and the, the Rangers of the North. And those Rangers sort of, of the North in particular just seem to work really well with this list. Because a lot of your heroes get become mounted and sort of mosey on off and do their own thing, having a Ranger in the North on foot just to be an extra point of might or a straight four in the main line can be very useful. Yeah, I also think the Elves are a nice matchup as well, but they tend to do more of the same in times. The Elves have the Defense 6, which is really nice. They have good heroes as well, but you end up with a bit more of the same in some ways. 
a bit better at the same. They're basically just better versions of the Numenor in so terms of how they function and play. If that's how you want them to play, by all means, add some in. Yeah. I also think the Rivendell Knights would be a decent option as well now with the Gibbs and Fast Cavalry that can shoot particularly well as well. So those an are the idea. support Lendl, Some captains of um, Numenor, some Range of the North on Horse, and then... Um, Rivendell then Knight half Cav. a dozen Rivendell Night Cav for annoyance and things could really... All mounted last night. Scary. Yeah. Lots of good options there. So that's our Numenor list there. Let's talk some voting. Any any thoughts about whose is the best list or what we've got here? This is hard to do with three people to voting, but I think we're mm. going to give it a try firstly. Kylie, out of Days and Night, which list would you prefer to play with? Or do you like better? I'm going to go with um, the nine captains just for the sheer hilarity of the fact that it's nine captains. David, what's your vote? Oh, if it's a choice between Elendil or Isildur, well, Isildur betrayed the free world and kept the ring, so Elendil. Oh, no! Okay, so we've got Kylie's Elendil list. I can't pick my own Isildur list, which would be my go-to, but an Elendil list which is entirely sensible and very effective or a wacky off-the-wall captain list that may win some games. Wacky it's off the wall. It's a captain list. Wacky off it? the it's wall. It's the captain list. Well done, David. The Numenor. Now you've got to make them all. That's why I, another reason. Kept the model count low. <laughs> Fair enough. They look fantastic, though, those Numenor cavalry when you put them together. So it's a good way to get the cavalry into the army. Well done, David. And that is Mustering an Army Numenor 650. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.